welcome to Kindergarten Chaos, the Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. Today I was looking through my son's first grade portfolio and looking at all the fun things he did last year and I was really wishing I had one from kindergarten and from preschool and for every year he goes to school in the future because it's so adorable to look through and see all of his growth and all the things he wrote about and all the things he made. It's adorable. I love portfolios. I I know you do and you have your kids make some really fun ones. I've been doing portfolios for a lot of years, and they've kind of grown and mushroomed into what they are now, but they didn't start out that way. What did they start out like? <laughs> they Well, I started out with one activity a month, and I put them in a, like a, what are those cardboard binders called, those little... Cardboard binders? <laughs> like... Folders? You know those, yeah, folders with prongs. I put them in folders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I should. <laughs> <laughs> you know those folders you buy for 10 cents that have prongs in them? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, those things. Those ones. <laughs> So I decided to do portfolios, and but I was scared, and so I did just one activity a month. And what was the activity so, every activity like? And it was all art. So in September, it was an art activity every month. In September, we painted an apple, and so I put it in the folder. <laughs> in October, we did a pumpkin, and I put it in the folder. And then I had a poem with each of them, a finger player, a poem that we had done with it, and so. Then when we put the November one in, we got the folders out and sang the apple song and then turned the page and sang the pumpkin song and then turned the page and sang the turkey song. And so at the end of the year, I had like nine pages in the portfolio. So and it kind of started out as almost a, port, a poetry folder. Yeah, almost. I guess it would be a... Yeah. <laughs> basically, it, kind of it looks like, kind of like my poetry folder does Like your now. poetry hmm. folder. <laughs> interesting and so my kids loved it I couldn't believe how excited they were every time I got it out and I thought okay I need to build onto this and so I decided to go whole hog into it and I know knew those little cardboard prong things (laughs) weren't gonna hold any more than those nine pages that was in there Uh and so I decided to try binders and I wanted to have binders that were the clear view that you can put the picture in the front and on the, the binding. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I could have an end plate and a cover. So I bought little half-inch binders that year for my students. And because the half-inch, that was way bigger than those little cardboard oh, folders. Yeah. That's much <laughs> and, bigger. Yeah. And so... What I did that year was I did kept that very same art project, and then I had took one photograph a month. So my portfolio portfolio that year had eighteen pages, <laughs> and so then from that it has grown into what I do now. So, what purpose do portfolios serve in your classroom? Well, I love portfolios because it is such an effective way to assess 
authentically where a child is. You can look immediately at where they are in handwriting, where they are in creative writing, where they are in fine motor development, and um, even their social interactions when you're taking photographs. So it's really easy to see where each student is at a glance. So what's the first thing you do to get your portfolios ready for the beginning of the year and organized? Well, the very first thing I do is decide what I'm going to store the portfolios in. And because I have... You mean, are you going to use a paper binder? Yeah, <laughs> because I've, I've used several things. I do now know that my favorite thing to do a portfolio in is the one and a half inch Clearview binder. What are some and other things you've tried I, besides the folders that you mentioned before? Well, the folders come in lots of different styles. There's just the plain folders that are kind of cheap that aren't Clearview and... Mm -hmm. If you ask your students to bring uh, binders as a school supply, you'll, you'll soon see. You'll see every choice available. Because <laughs> my second year, I didn't want to buy those one-half-inch Clearview binders. I wanted to save myself money, and so I put binders on as a school supply. And I had everything from every, to nuts. Every kind of binder. <laughs> every kind of binder. And so I'm... Because so now you've got a little bit more type A, and you want everyone <laughs> to have exactly the same binder. And I want the very the same binder. Look cute. You get the one and a half inch clear yes. binder. And I, I found the cheapest place to buy those binders is Amazon. And no, I am not an Amazon affiliate. I get no money from Amazon. I... I, but the very best and cheapest place to get it is Amazon. They have durable binders that are four for $14.99. And last year, I didn't double check when I ordered, and I didn't get the durable ones. They were a little bit cheaper, but they did not hold up as well. I spent a lot well. of miserable moments fixing the little silver... Tape taping them back together and yeah well you open and, and close and a portfolio a lot you know like I have 25 students times 100 pages well that's over 2,000 times I'm going to open and close those binders everybody and... listening to this podcast is going to hear all kinds of explosions in the background <laughs> there's a giant battle going on behind me in the mind of a four-year-old <laughs> just everybody knows what that is <laughs> anyway so you get the durable durable so, I get the so you don't durable have to fix binders. them all long okay and the next thing you need to do is plan where you're going to store them in your classroom I didn't think about this at first and it was miserable because I had you you decide, you know, you have 25-ish students and you have, so you have 25, 25 one and a half one inch, and a half inch binders, binders that you have to store. And That's because a lot of real estate space. Right it's there. a lot of real estate place. And so I first had them store them just in their own cubbies. But if they were in their own cubbies, I found that glue got on them, boogers got on them. <laughs> <laughs> And Markers so, probably and crayons. And, yeah, and so I decided and being that shelf type A. <laughs> you so can't I decided, have your cute binders with glue. I decided that shelf space was worth it. Be 
for many reasons. First off, it keeps them cleaner. But second off, I can put them on the shelf in alphabetical order, first to last name, so that if I am putting the pages in, it, I can do it very quickly that way. Now, if the students go get their binders for me and go bring them over and I put the pages in for them, notice I said I put the pages in for them mm -hmm. because if you think, oh, I want my kids to put their own pages in, you will greatly regret it because oh, pages really? will be all over the floor. Because I had them put their phone pages in, and it was fine. You didn't have pages all over the floor? Maybe, Your kids didn't drop maybe their binders? Twice, maybe twice a year I had a dropped binder that I had to pick up and put everything uh, back in. But well, you taught, it, you taught it an upscale school. Well, I, I, did, I did not. I teach but, it a normal school. <laughs> normal children. But, Mine were abnormal. No, I just had them usually go get it and sit it on the guided reading table next to me and then had a small group of five all put their pages in, but I was watching all of them. So they did it, but I was monitoring and then they'd put it back. Oh, and then maybe two kids dropped it and it was fine. You're so sweet. So if you're that type of personality, <laughs> you go for it. But if you don't want to pick up pages or you don't want, and you want your pages to be perfectly in order because the kids will just randomly open and shove their pages in and they'll be fine with it. And maybe a couple pages will get out of order. And oh no. Oh no. Two so of the November they get pages out of order, are out of order. I have to spend order. a whole Saturday going through everybody's portfolio, <laughs> making sure everybody's page is in perfect order. <laughs> or you can just relax a bit. Okay, so there's a couple ways to do your portfolio pages. <laughs> the controlling way or the... <laughs> Bring them or on the over, way. just open them up and put your pages in. Oh, oops, you dropped it. Pick it up, put your pages in any old way. Well, I, I had a couple portfolio pages that were upside down and in the portfolio backwards. And it was okay. I it's know. Right. It's not the end so, of the world. So it, work, it works both ways, doesn't it? <laughs> But your way is better, I'm sure. No, no. I'm sure yours is more appropriate for young children, but mine is more appropriate for teacher. <laughs> it makes my life better. <laughs> so the next thing you need to do is then purchase the supplies you're going to use. And I really like to use um, better quality paper for anything that is going to be in the portfolio. And I found the cheapest bestest <laughs> paper <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> and it's not called affiliated H Amazon and I'm not an affiliate because I don't want to be and it's an HP brand and it's premium choice laser paper and it comes in 500 sheets for $14.98 and it's just really nice nice quality photo or just regular paper and it but it's really heavy duty because it is a 32 pound paper. And so you can print anything on it. You can print photographs and all of their um, pictures are a little sturdier. And I either print my pictures myself on um, 
I have a color printer at home and I've bought a color printer for my classroom and our workroom has a color printer and so I kind of feel like I could do maybe three or four pages a year on that but I don't I don't feel comfortable using more than that many pages because I don't want to do more than my share. If you don't have access to color printer, I printed everything in black and white one year and the kids loved it the same and it looked great and I was able to just do that on the, the workroom copy machine in our school and it was very cheap and affordable. And, and then I printed a couple, um, just a couple photographs at Shutterfly or another photo bucket or just like the neighborhood Walgreens. And I just looked for specials and printed them as cheap as I could. Um, like Walgreens has some great specials that comes up and Shutterfly, if you sign up, you get like 300 free prints or something like that. And so on a few pages, I just um, would tape those on the page. Okay, so you've got your binders and you've got your high quality paper and you know where you're gonna get your pictures from. So what do you do next? So the first thing that I do when I have all of my equipment ready <laughs> is I design a cover and print a cover and the end plates. So if you go to the companion um, blog post that will go with this podcast, you'll be able to see a couple examples of the cover and end plate. So the first thing I do after I've got my cover made and my binders ready and I have a plan of where I'm going to store them and how I'm going to print pictures and what I'm going to put in them is I start on the very first day of school and I take a picture of the student. And I use that picture as their um, title page for their book that is something like, hello, I'm now an official kindergartner because I'm five years old or something like that. And then I have um, sample pages that I have the exact pages for the beginning of the year and the end of the year that have um, things like a self-portrait, alphabet, write, handwriting, number handwriting, a picture, maybe a measured height, and a story. And so I have them do as many pages of those as I want them to do. And then I have those very same pages that say at the end of the year. And so I just make sure I just copy them and have them ready for the end of the year. And so with these beginning of the year pages that I have the kids do, it's like I'm able to assess immediately. I can tell how they draw a picture of themselves. Did, their, did they have a complete body? Do the arms come out of the head? Do the legs come out of the nose? <laughs> and, or do they have um, like that little picture that, you know, those little girl pictures that are perfect? <laughs> so anywhere from there. And I have another page, one of the pages of the beginning, I have them draw uh, a picture of their mom, a picture of their house, a picture of a tree, and a picture of a dog. And I found that those objects, I'm really able to even further um, see where the children are in their development. So what does each month in your portfolio look like? So the first thing I do for each month is I have a page that is like a, I use as a month divider. And it has their name and how they write their numbers and how they write their alphabet. So besides using it as a month divider, I'm using it as uh, an opportunity to assess immediately where the kids are in those activities. So after I do the monthly divider sheet, I have a plan that I follow. And 
I always take a photograph of the kids like in a classroom setting and then a writing sample, a curriculum sample, so something that is science or math-based, and then I do a, um, another art sample, a photo memory, and a writing sample. So it kind of goes divider, photograph, writing, curriculum, art, photo, writing, the next month. And so my, my um, one page a month has now grown to basically six or seven pages. All right, well, let's pretend we're looking at October. What would your portfolio look like for October? All right, well, the first or thing I would do is have that... A child's portfolio. <laughs> a child's portfolio. <laughs> so the first thing I would do is the monthly divider sheet, and I run them in the color that kind of reflects the month. So it would be ran in orange, and I would have the kids complete that. So the divider sheet that I use is divided up into, they trace the word October, there's a little tiny picture they can color, and then there's a box for their name, and then there's 20 boxes to write their numbers and 26 boxes to write their alphabet. And each month looks the same. It's a template that I have in my portfolio product that I sell. And so I run them in the color corresponding with the month. And so every month is going to look identical. And I really like that because I can compare what their sheet looked like in September and how, how they grow to October and so forth. And there really is a lot of difference in the sheets between September and May. You will, you're able to see a lot of growth happening. All right, so tell me about what your photo memory page looks like in October. I try to do two photo memory pages during the month, and so the first one I will do is something like if we make a spider hat, then I will take a picture of the student with the spider hat and have the poem that goes along with the spider um, that we've been doing. I try to put poems on lots of my sheets, so that would be the, the first photographic... Poem? Remember the spider poem? I, I like to do the spider poem to the bingo. And in my spider unit, I have the cards for this poem. And it's, I have eight legs and spin a web. And spider is my name. Oh, S-P-I-D-E-R. I-S-P-I-D-E-R. <laughs> S-P-I-D-E-R. <laughs> and spider is my name. Oh, S-P-I-D-E-R. That's how I do it. Uh, okay, here's the song again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have eight legs and spin a web and spider is my name. Oh, S-P-I-D-E-R, S-P-I-D-E-R. That works a S-P-I-D-E-R and spider is my name. Oh. I will, I will allow that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find you don't need just five letters for bingo. Six works perfect. The kids don't know. And so I have a really cute picture of the kids with their spider hat and that poem. So that would be the first photographic memory. Photographic, I keep calling it photographic memory. Photographic memory. memory. (laughs) Photo, photo memory. Which is not really a photographic memory. Just because you think you have a photographic memory doesn't mean you need to call everything a photographic memory. (laughs) Photo memory. Photo memory. And so the next thing I'll do is have a writing sample 
And in my product that I do sell, I have three different templates to choose from. And one is the picture with a space for the words with no lines. One is the picture space for words with lines. And I guess there's four. And one with the picture and um, the whole page for line with lines and so forth. So I choose whichever one I feel is appropriate for the child at the time. Generally in October, it's I like the ones that's just the plain sheet with the title, and the writing prompt at the top, and a space for their name with the border around it. And since it's October, I would probably would be talking maybe about spiders, I guess. I could do a writing sample on spiders. So what would your curriculum sample look like in October? Well, in October, it's a great time to do my pumpkin experiment page. Oh, that one's a and fun one. It's a fun one. And I have that in my pumpkin unit. But all it is is um, the typical, here's my pumpkin. This is what it looks like. It's this many inches around. It weighs this much. Does it float or sink? Questions like that. And then it makes a really cute page. So as we complete the science experiment, the kids fill out the page and then I always have them, you know, color it extra nice because it's going in our portfolio. And I really like to teach them that things we're working on, if they have the three holes punched on the side, they soon know that it's for portfolio <laughs> and they get excited about it and they know to do extra special work because it's their <laughs> portfolio page. So that's one example of a curriculum um, sample. So another one I like to do in either September or October, is I like to do a page where I do con little constructed trees, drawing the page into a, a graph of four, into a table of four, mm -hmm. and have like spring, summer, winter, fall, and then make the trees. That's a page that's really always cute for the portfolio. Another one that I like to do that is a, a curriculum sample is to make the Q-tip skeletons. And... That one's lots of fun. That one's cute. And so everything I, I, everything I do that has a science um, slant to it, I can choose one or even two of those that I can put in that month. I won't do them back to back. I try to, I try to alternate, you know, the divider, the photo, the writing, the curriculum, and then maybe another writing and like a second writing sample, I might have them tell me what their Halloween costume is going to be. Mm -hmm. And that always makes a great, a really cute writing sample. And the photograph I would use at the end of the month, of course, is one in their costume. And I really found with the photos, I don't like to spend a lot of time just taking a picture of the child. I mean, once in a while, like with the spider hat, I usually just have the child in there. But I found the kids really enjoy more the pictures that have groups of kids or the whole class. So the Halloween picture I take, I might have all the princesses mm -hmm. together or all the scary people together <laughs> or things like that. I just, I know that some people feel that they just want individual pictures of their students, but I don't think the kids really like that. They like I to just see think them that and they their love classmates together. Yeah, they, they love their friends. And then an art sample that I would do is, is usually maybe a watercolored picture of something we're doing. Like I usually do owls in October. So we would do a guided drawing of an owl 
and water paint it and then maybe even label the parts of the owl which early on it would be ba basically beak and feathers <laughs> and talons maybe we would do three labels to that and so that's kind of what it would look like that's kind of how it's set up so your portfolio sounds like it's got a lot of work in it how do you manage all the work of doing this portfolio so I try to always maximize the benefits of the pages that I do for the portfolio. For example, I talked about the skeleton curriculum project where we make a skeleton out of uh, Q-tips. And so I would also do writing that week about a skeleton. And then out on the wall, I will hang a picture of their Q-tip skeleton and their writing so that it will hang first and get have more value and purpose to it. Or I might make copies of all the kids' writing and bind it into a class book. And the same with an art piece. I might make a piece, an art piece of a class book of our skeletons. And so I really try to use my time wisely. Another thing I want to talk about while I'm talking about using your time and the work of a portfolio is I found that I never let more than one month build up. So I will take all those sheet, the divider sheets I talked about for October, and I will then do the next, the writing sample, and I'll stack them all together. And then one day I will collate all my October pages. And then on Friday is when I call my kids over the last Friday of October, and I will have all those pages collated. And so I will put the whole month in at that time. I found that if I let it build up over more than one month, that it really is terrible. No, I've let my portfolio pages back get backed up before and had a giant milk crate full of portfolio pages that had to get organized before the end of the year and had to get my husband to help me. And we spent the week just putting those portfolio pages in order and watching marathons of TV shows and it was miserable. It was miserable. I did not yeah, like it. Yeah, it is miserable, and I've done that, and that's why I have come up with this system of at the the last Friday of every month is portfolio day. Mm. And the kids enjoy it because they are then able to look at their portfolios, and they're up to date and have more meaning for them. Is there anything else you ever put in portfolios? I have found that I really like to do uh, video samples in the portfolios. For examples, when we... How do you add a video I know, it sounds straight. <laughs> well, there's a couple ways. That sounds impossible. <laughs> it does sound impossible, but it's possible. For example, I had my students doing uh, Reader's Theater, and they were darling. They were turning out so cute. So I took a video of them and made a little video of them. And if you put them on YouTube and you make them unsearchable then it's private. No one can find those unless they have the URL. And so on the page, I'll take a picture of the kids doing the little guided reading. And I actually will take the picture, the screen pit print from YouTube so that they can tell it's um, something to find on YouTube. So instead of a photograph, is this making sense? <laughs> so instead yes, of taking a photograph... I see where you're going with this, and oh, okay. it's adorable. So instead of taking a photograph of the kids doing the reader theater, after I upload the little video, I will take a screenshot of the kids on YouTube. And so the screenshot will show the little YouTube icon and have the URL on it as well. 
And so then I put a little thing to the side of it that said, um, you, can watch, you can watch the guided reading here. And then I put the URL there. with the, And so it's really fun. So it makes it that there's some interactive memories and videos that the kids will be able to go back to in their lives and be able to find. And I found that if they're unsearchable, then they're safe. No one can find them. Like the kids, if they don't have that page, they will never be able to find that video. Or I have um, burned DVDs or CDs. And I always still burn our my end-of-the-year movie that I make of the kids. And I make the movie a couple different ways. One is just like a peek at our day, and I kind of video a whole day of kindergarten and then, you know, cut it to 10 minutes and always speed up the recess time because that's their favorite part of the movie. <laughs> or I've made the movie um, kindergarten in August, kindergarten in September, kindergarten in October and have little snippets of what we're doing. And so I always burn that in a DVD. Someday I think I'm going to be able to give that up, but not yet. <laughs> because soon people won't be able to use DVDs anyway. <laughs> And like if we have a class program, then I will video the class program. Uh, we just did one this year called The Land of Rhymes. And so I had a TA video that for me. And then I uploaded it on YouTube, unsearchable. Mm -hmm. And so I did the same thing. I took the picture. I made a screenshot of what it looked like on YouTube and made a page, printed a page, and put that in everybody's binder. Well, that sounds adorable. Then at the end of my, what? I said that sounds adorable. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I after May, then I always have an end of the year section. And so my monthly divider, up where it usually says October, mm -hmm. it says goodbye. <laughs> and so it's the same. I know, it's so sad. sad. And it's the same template, but... That's how I divide, and then at that end, I do, the, remember the beginning of the year, we did all those sheets, so now I'm going to do all those identical sheets for the end of the year, and then lots of things like the remembrances, picture with the teacher, and I love the Your Career Hack clip art that's available mm -hmm. on our both of our stores. That did turn out cute. And make a page of the class, what I want to be with those clip, those Career Hack clip arts, it's so cute. And then I love to have my last page as picture of the school bus driving off with the little poem, goodbye now, goodbye now, our school year is done. I'm on my way to first grade. Goodbye, everyone. Because it always makes me cry. I don't know <laughs> if the kids like that page or not. But you will cry. I love it. And the bus drivers in my district are so sweet. They let me have the kids hanging out of the windows <laughs> waving goodbye to me as I take the picture. Take. They let them pose <laughs> so just for you. A, yeah, they, they let me pose. They're just darling. Mm -hmm. uh, if if uh, perhaps your class is going on a field trip, maybe you can set it up then that you because the bus driver might be more flexible with their time that they'll let you take that picture then instead of like a real one as they're leaving. And then I always take a class picture that show the kids saying goodbye. And, and the kids seem to love that one. They love that one. Yeah, of course they love and that I one. And I try to get all these pictures in so that for a few days they're able to look at their portfolio completed so they can ooh and ah at those pictures. And so when it's time to take the portfolio home, 
you might have been one of those teachers that just said, okay, here they are. <laughs> and then the kids dropped them on the playground on their way to their bus. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm more controlling than that. <laughs> I have found that um, I, I bought, you know, those grocery bags that you can get for 50 cents. You mean like the non-plastic ones you're supposed to use to put your groceries in? Yeah, the... Yeah, the ones you buy at grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And if you get them on sale, you can get them for 50 cents. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're really lucky, you can even get them for 25 cents, sometimes on Amazon. So I usually buy a grocery bag for every student because I have put a lot of work into those portfolios and I want to get them home. Make sure they don't get dropped on the playground and have everything fall out. Yeah. So in that bag, it also has plenty of room for me to put summer homework and the school yearbook and leftover supplies and so the the bag is clear full and if our my school now has a kindergarten graduation so I have them come and pick that up after the graduation but I've had um, hot dog parties and popcorn parties and all kinds of things to get parents to come and pick up the school supplies because I you know I want them to get home safely so the kids can enjoy them and I think the reason is is because when I was a third grader no I was fourth grade when I was a fourth grader, we made a book called Utah History. And after school, I laid it down on the playground to play the tetherball while I was waiting for the bus. And a big windstorm came, and it blew it all over the playground. And so everybody was helping me get it, and they just Aww. were shoving the papers down in my backpack. And so when I got home, it was just a pile of wadded papers. Aww. And I still re- I still want to cry about it, it because I put so much work into that book. <laughs> and so I just want to do everything I can do to make sure Nobody else has that that, that doesn't memory. happen to somebody else. <laughs> well, we hope that some of the tips that you gave today will help everybody get going on their own portfolios and keep them organized so nobody's child has portfolios that blow away in the wind. Portfolios are a great authentic assessment to see where your students are and a great companion for this authentic assessment style is to use ESGI which is a great tool to assess students. If you go to ESGISoftware.com and enter code B7227 it will save you $40. Before you are charged any money you're able to have a free 60-day trial to see how ESGI will work for you. Well, we'd like to thank everybody so much for listening. We hope we had some good tips for you. If you want to learn more about us, you can visit us at kindergartenkiosk.com or write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. We'd like to thank bensound.com for our music that we love. And if you have a moment to go to iTunes and review us, that will really help other people find us, which is awesome. We have instructions on how to do that on our website, too. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. See you, everyone. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Com. That's E-D-U Podcast Network dot com. Now can I listen to it?